The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Friday edition. And we're so glad you're with us this morning as we finish off the week together in God's Word. We hope you had a great week and I hope this week's been encouraging to you, especially your time that you spent with us, whether you're watching this, watching it live later today or listening to it. We really hope that we can just, this can be an encouragement to you. We believe the Word of God always is an encouragement and uh, so we hope helping to explain it uh, is a help. We're in Ecclesiastes chapter 8. As we're finishing off the week together, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, we're going to look at the end of verse 5. We're going to, we used that yesterday. We're going to pull the last phrase from it and go down to verse number 8. So I'm going to read these verses and then we'll get back and unpack them. So follow along as I read it. I'm going to read, let's read the whole verse 5 and go down to verse 8. It says, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Because to every purpose there is a time... And judgment, therefore, the misery of man is great upon him. For he knoweth not that which shall be. For who can tell him when it shall be? There is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit. Neither hath he power in the day of death. And there is no discharge in that war. Neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. So we look at these, one of the, what you're seeing here is in wisdom. Okay, he's talking about wisdom and he's talking about using discernment. And really the other day, the idea is submission. And the wisdom in this passage we talk about is really kind of submitting to authorities we talked about. Well, this one is just submitting to things we can't control. And so if you're like some, and I would say that in our day and age, we, we get a little more like this. I like to call them control freaks. Uh, and I say that in a bad way. I say some people, all of us to an extent, desire to control our surroundings. Uh, there's more peace to it, we feel like. Uh, at least there's more control. I will say this, the greatest source of fear and anxiety and depression will usually come as a result of the inability to control your surroundings. And so when things happen that you have little to no control over, that's often where anxiety and these things come in because if you have no control, you're not really sure what's gonna happen. And that lack of control often can be the thing that breeds these other emotions. And so what do you do? Well, I, as we look at these verses, I hope you understand something. I think that to those who do not understand God, and you, you maybe know God as a religious figure, Jesus as a religious figure, but you've never been saved. You don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, much of what we're going to talk about in the next couple minutes, you, you're going to look and see it as frustrating. In fact, you're just going to run away and say, I'm going to go back to the world. There's nothing to offer. I hope we understand that God and Jesus as religious figures is not what we look at. The, what he desires, what we call a personal relationship, where I have confessed my sin, repented. I have called upon Jesus, put my faith in him, and he is the source of my strength. He's the source of my help. And that, it, when I, if you've done that, and those who've done that will understand that the things we're looking at in the next couple of minutes, uh, while, yes, they're outside of my control, uh, because I'm with him, they give, uh, there's a great source of strength in the midst of it, and so wisdom is. So let's, let's just break these up. I want to look at the end of verse number five, where he says this, A wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. The first thing we're looking at is the fact that we have no control over time. 
It's probably the one thing that, you know, over the last couple of years, some of us feel like we've had too much of it. You know, we're in isolation at some point or everything else has been shut down. But and so it feels like we're just kind of overwhelmed with time. But now we're getting back to normal. We're going to get back to the point where everything's pulling at our lives. And, and there's some good to that because, you know, we get back to structure, but maybe we've been given an opportunity to reevaluate priorities. But what we have to recognize is wisdom dictates to us that we know we cannot control time. You know, the day's going to come, the day's going to end, what happens next week? And so the question is not, can I control time? Can I slow it down? The question is, what am I doing with the time that I have been given? Um, I, I tell you, I've been married this summer. Uh, my, July is my 24th anniversary. Uh, my oldest son is 21. My daughter's 18. And, and my youngest is 14. As they're growing, to me, I feel like literally just a couple of days ago, they were, you know, 10 and, and whatever. And when I look at that, one of the things that goes through my mind is yesterday I had a chance to spend, or Wednesday, I spent a bunch of time with my son working on one of his projects and just enjoyed the time as it reflected through my mind. You know, the question comes down not, do I have enough time for something? Because we all have the same amount of time. The question comes, am I taking a veil of the time? Am I using the time wisely that I have been given? Am I looking at my time and saying, well, I got to put every every effort into gaining from me and, and, and getting higher in my job? Or am I saying, I have X amount of time with my children, so I'm going to invest with my children. I have X amount of time with my wife, am I going to invest in this? I have so much time in this earth that I can invest into other people with, eternal, with eternity's value. Am I doing that? Uh, that comes down to the, we, we look at the world as what can I get? I only have so much time. And yes, true. So the question is, am I using it wisely? Am I using that time? I can't control it, but I can invest what I have been given. So that's the question. Am I using it wisely? Let's go to verse number six. He says, because to every purpose there is a time and a judgment, therefore the misery of man is great upon him. For he knoweth not what shall be, for who can tell him when it shall be? So we see to every purpose is a time and a judgment. What we can see is not only can we not control time, we can't control ultimately God's purpose. We can either line ourselves in God's purpose and watch him work, or we can fight his purpose because it's not matching ours. Now, here's where the battle comes. The battle can come because, you know, we got the purpose, the judgment's coming, all these things are going to happen. So the question is, if I, if I believe in God and I put my faith in God and I'm growing in my relationship with him, then this is not a frightening thing because... I know God to be good. I know that God loves me. I know that God has my best interest at heart to give me the most fulfilling and complete life that I can live, not just for him, but in the world. And he's put me in most fulfilling in my family and even in my business, all of these things. He really wants me to be full and complete in every part of my life. He wants that. And then, so if he, I know that, then I also know that he wants to invest me, help me to invest into eternity. He wants me to enjoy those things. So if I have that relationship and I understand who God really is, then the fact that I don't have control is not a big deal because I have trust in the one who does have control over those things. If I haven't placed my faith in Jesus and I see Jesus and God as, as, dist, as a distant figure and I, you know, as you know, a kind of just a, a spiritual being in space and I don't understand who he is, I can become frustrated with this. It become frightening because I don't know if I trust God. Therefore, I don't know if what's going to happen is something that's going to turn out for good. It simply comes down to my perspective of God. It simply comes down to my relationship with God. Can I encourage you? Maybe you've been in a, in a situation at home or another church or, or right now where 
somehow your view of God has been tainted by a bad experience. Let me just encourage you, don't let other people and other experiences taint your view of God. Go to the Word of God and study it for what the Bible says, not other people's view of it. Study the Word of God and learn the God of the Bible. Learn the God of creation, the God who who placed His Son upon the cross for you and now offers salvation to you freely and wants to have a relationship with you. That God, not a God of oppressiveness uh, or God of just of, of vindication, but a God of love and grace and mercy. And when you understand that, uh, you'll get a better understanding how when he's in control, that is the best place you can be. So a wise person understands they can't control time, and honestly, they can't control the future. They can't control God's purpose. Then he goes on to say in verse 8, There is no man that hath power over the Spirit. To retain the spirit, neither hath he power in the day of death. And there is no discharge in that war, neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. Simply, verse 9, what we see, or verse 8, what we see, is we don't have power over death. We don't know what's coming. And then ultimately, what that means when we stand before God. What you can do when you look at this, you see Solomon acknowledging that of all of the power that we can attain, you know, you, you, unfortunately, there's some truth that sometimes the wealthiest people have a level of power. You know, they, they can get away with things. Sometimes they can get away with crimes because they can get better lawyers and pay for bail. There's just a lot of things that can happen when you have X amount of money. And then you get into power, and it seems like the greater power people get in our government system, the more they can get away with. And it's, it's easy to look at that, and that is just the way any world system works. It's, you know, it's just human nature, and it's unfortunate, but it's there. We can't control those things. But yet, here's the thing to what, that I think is unique. We can sit back and become frustrated by something we can't change. We can't change those things. There's some things we can do, but power corrupts, and it's just the way it is. And we can look at these things and become overwhelmed and driven by what we consider to be these unfair natures. We can't control those things. The one thing we can recognize is that really they can't. there's some things they can't control. When it comes down to it, time, God's purpose, and ultimately how, when, when their life will end, they can't control those things. So we can be consumed with how we don't like things are going. We can say, God, help me to grow. Help me to live in light of you and help me to be able to be fulfilled and live in your blessing in the situation I'm in. Make you know, what I have, make it better. Don't live in light of the world system. Live in light of God's system, which will be somewhat counterculture and not everybody's going to understand it and some may even mock you for it. But in the midst of it, they probably are mocking you because you are living with a peace and fulfillment the world can't offer. And again, Solomon goes from vanity to wisdom. This is what he's describing. Wisdom is very counterculture, so don't be surprised when the culture can't fully grasp what we're talking about. But don't worry about that. Live in light of what God has. Live in light of this wisdom. I can't control any of these things, but I can do my best to embrace what I have been given and invest my life into the best things that time can give me before death does come. So when I come to the end of my life, I'm not wishing that I had spent more time in the valuable places. Plan it now. And then allow, when it comes to the end, you look back and say, thank you, God, for the time you did give us. Well, thank you for taking your time to be here with us today and this week. It's a big deal to take just the 10, 12 minutes we spend together in God's Word. I do think it's a big deal, and I hope it's a help. I really do. And I appreciate this week you spending time with me, give me a chance to just teach you and encourage you and to discuss the Word of God together. We invite you to join us Sunday morning, in-person services, Sunday morning and Sunday night. Our morning service is at 10 a.m. Our evening service is at 5 p.m. 
uh, both of them in person, two separate styles, two different services. And if you can't make it in person for any reason, we'll be live streaming both of those services. Thanks for joining us again this morning, and we hope to see you again coming this coming Monday. God bless.